0: welcome back to two dudes watch cartoons the podcast where two dudes that's us watch cartoons my name's evan
1: and my name is alex and today we got fresh off the presses brand new movie coming at you not every day we cover something. Well, actually, we just did Bob's Burgers. But not every day we do something so fresh. Today we are covering Disney Pixar's Lightyear, the long-awaited sequel reboot. What do you, I don't even know what to call this. Continuation, Spin-off, probably. Spin off. Yeah. Spin off. That's probably mm-hmm. the best way to put it. Okay. Okay. And with us today we have my amazing girlfriend. Nikki Rodriguez. Nikki, how are you doing? How are you today?
2: Thank you for that lovely introduction. I am doing great. I'm so excited to talk about Lightyear. I am your fellow Pixar fanatic over here. I have seen most films, not every Pixar film, but most of them, at least thrice, if not more. So I'm very excited to talk about today's movie.
0: Before we dig into Buzz Lightyear, the new or Lightyear, sorry, the new movie, you guys are also exploring a new frontier. You just moved into a new place. How has the move been?
1: Yeah. We are podcasting in our respective offices. Um, we're like yes. literally right next to each other. I could run through <laughs> this door right here uh-huh. and actually it might be the other one, but no, it's no. the other one that's not <laughs> yeah. in
2: the camera. <laughs> Shoot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, dang it. Got it. Turned around. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, the move's been good, slow and steady. We're, we're getting there. We feel like real adults finally. And, uh, Things are good.
2: And I'm using my new microphone, so that is why we are in different rooms recording this in oh, yeah. the same house. So I'm Sounds very crisp. excited about this. <laughs>
1: deity? Nikki has a new microphone. Not a
2: deity microphone. Puller, deity, hook but us up with
1: one more. Um, if you
2: just give us one more, like that'd be great. Yeah, I already prince. have a boom and everything, so wink, <laughs> wink, <laughs> hint, hint.
0: <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this one. So like we said earlier, this is a spinoff, which...
1: It's Apparently, unique.
0: people have trouble wrapping their heads around. The, no. For, this which is, is obviously contentious. So There's weird. There's some backlash. Yeah. Nikki, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you've been hearing about the movie? What you've so, been seeing on Twitter?
2: Yeah. So I'm going to be completely upfront. I have not really been reading any reviews about this movie. I wanted to go in completely blind to it. I didn't want to spoil myself and see what certain critics or um how many percentage of Rotten Tomatoes it has, you know, that kind of thing. Because I'm a huge, huge Pixar lover. I'm a big Disney lover in general, especially the Toy Story franchise. So I was very excited when I first found out about this film. Like you can ask Alex, like way over a year ago when we first saw the trailer or the teaser trailer, I would say. I was like oh my god we have to see this movie and I really want to be on the podcast for this so here we are I just you know (laughs) I haven't I haven't really read too much about what people are saying but it kind of does not really surprise me that people are very confused about what this movie is about I can see where people are coming from because there's a lot of um Let's just say not so smart people in this country or in this world. Mm -hmm. No. Like, I don't get that.
1: (laughs) Shut up and enjoy it. Exactly. I don't understand what's going on here. Is he a toy? Like, shut up. Are you kidding me? It's the backstory
2: of the character. Like, no, Mm -hmm. Andy, none of the other toys.
1: Who cares? Why do you need the backstory? Just enjoy it. I'm so confused when I see this critique online. I literally can't wrap my head around it because who cares? (laughs) <laughs> Who gives <laughs> a shit go see it? I would have been happy about it if the yeah. ending was actually Andy playing with Buzz and the Zerg robot and it was all like like a Super Smash Bros like he was just playing that out in his room. If that was the film, would have been fine. I wouldn't have given a shit. Would have been still <laughs> just as good. Oh, oh, oh. Like yeah. that is such a weird complaint to me. But so what this is and it's I feel like it's not a complicated but it's the movie Based on the toy that Andy got. Like, as we know, movie franchises pump out toys. So in the Toy Story universe, this movie did just that. It was like a successful Star Wars-like film. And Buzz is just an action figure. The Buzz we know from Toy Story is just an action figure. And Andy got him
2: as a birthday present in the first film, like immediately as part of the plot. And he had to acclimate himself with the rest of the toys.
1: You don't need to know diddly about toy story though to watch this film correct like this is what i'm saying True. is like who cares like it was yeah. such a good film on its own i don't think you need and i i i don't even think about toy story when i think about this movie anymore if that makes sense obviously that was like what got me into it and got the appeal i think what i said to nikki is this is so fresh because it's not a reboot it's not a spin-off this is just like uh, repurposing intellectual property. Like they told a damn yes. good story and they were like, uh who's a who's a popular character? They're like, Oh Buzz Lightyear. Oh this great. Yeah Love it. and Sorry. different
2: actor as well too. Like Chris Evans yeah. as Buzz Lightyear, which is actually um, one of the points I wanted to make. I think it is so iconic for Chris Evans to take the role on Buzz Lightyear because Chris Evans, he is a huge actor. He is a list. Mm-hmm. He is Captain America. He's also America's sweetheart, in my opinion. He's adorable. America's ass. <laughs> yeah. America's ass. Yeah. America's ass. But, you know, the original voice of Buzz Lightyear, Tim Allen, when Toy Story first came out in the nineties, Tim Allen was also really big at the time. You know, with Home Improvement and the Santa Claus movies coming out at the time, he was also a very well-known big actor. So it mm-hmm. makes sense for them to have another big, well-known actor play the role of Buzz. And it's like Chris Evans took on the reins of this role with pride. And you know, he sounded kind of similar to him as well.
0: I was surprised just initial impression when I saw the first trailers come out. I was like, I I don't think I could have placed the voice right away, but Chris Evans does kind of he's like his voice is just as deep as tim allen he mm-hmm. could probably take over pure michigan ad campaigns if he wanted to <laughs> uh, for all the michiganders listening but yeah the the criticism is strange uh so if you haven't seen it on twitter there's been some light backlash like there is with any mega franchise a lot of disney of marvel stuff now there's just some swath of a fan base or a fandom that. Can't crazy. over, can't get over the fact that these movies are for children and that they're just grown <laughs> ass fucking adults. And uh, just you get can't over, it. like,
2: take anything too seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, your your four year old, your six year old won't give a shit that this. They're not going to care. about
2: Exactly, and also, like, when you're seeing this movie as a six-year-old, you're seeing it from a six-year-old lens and point of view, and a lot mm-hmm. of things are going to go over your head, just like it did for all of us as kids, and one day, those kids are going to rewatch this film years later and be like, oh my god, I totally missed that, or I didn't even think okay. about what this would have meant, I don't know.
1: This movie, though, didn't even feel like a kid's movie. Was this aimed at a kid's audience? Was this aimed at a kid's audience? I, I'm, I'm really... I'm genuinely wondering, was this actually a, a Pixar filmed just aimed at us or w- would kids enjoy this? Yeah, I guess kids got yeah, to enjoy so. this. But like, holy shit, this film held nothing back. I felt like like this was not like a Pixar film I feel like I've ever seen before. And granted, Pixar is known for being unique and different, mm-hmm. which is one thing I really appreciate about them. But Once again, this just felt like nothing I've ever seen from Pixar before. And I loved it.
2: And we were also like, there was no kids in the theater. There was all adults. I don't think there was a (laughs) single kid in our theater. There were
0: uh, only kids in in my theater. I also went- I guess it
2: depends on what time you went to go see the movie, though. We went went, at like 7 p.m. on a Sunday.
0: (laughs) I went on a Sunday as well, but at 10 a.m. First showing, (laughs) (laughs) only solo person in the theater. You know, I'm pretty comfortable with- doing things on my own for a while. Haley and I dated long distance. So like I went to movies and ate at restaurants on my own all oh, the time. I love but, going
2: to movies on my own,
0: but being in a movie at 10 AM when it is just like two to three other families <laughs> with their young children and me, it's weird sitting in the <laughs> back row. I was getting, I've... you know, side-eyed in the popcorn
1: line. It, it was, <laughs> oh, what are you I felt so conscious. <laughs> You're like, it's like, for the- a podcast. I promise. Like, I don't care about your kids. It's the only
2: time available when I can do this. So so.
1: (laughs) I just speaking of the theater experience, Nikki and I had a a guy in our theater that would laugh one second before the whole audience. But it was good. It was good. He would like start the audience (laughs) laugh. And he had such a deep belly laugh. So like right when something was funny, you just hear. And you're like, ah! Like it was good. He really, it was like one guy trying to start the wave in the theater and he was able to do it. So yeah. uh, <laughs> that was our movie going experience. Sorry. It wasn't the same as yours, Evan. That's okay.
0: That's okay. Um So I only want to bring up the backlash because for anyone who's listening to this pod, who's considering going to see this movie one, we are going to get into spoilers. So maybe pause the episode. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I recommend, and I just want, I, I only bring yeah, it up because keep an open mind. This is, this is a, this is a this is a perfectly great, fun movie going experience. Just keep an open mind. Ignore whatever Tim Allen diehard fans are like trashing Chris Evans for the Tim, Allen yeah. the Tim Allen
1: stands. Yeah.
2: Tim um, Allen stands. Yeah. So
1: we've hit on kind of the, yeah, a lot of the plot for, or like spoiler free stuff. I would say my last recommendation, if you have not seen this movie and you're still listening, if you have any memory of star Wars, Not Star Wars, I'm so sorry. This movie kind of reminded me of a Star Wars film. That's what, okay. Uh, If you have any memory of Toy Story as a child, this film will excite you because, one, it is just like a good film with a good plot, good story, and like emotional stakes. And two, just like seeing the character of Buzz Lightyear actually in action Mm -hmm. is just so rewarding for all these Mm -hmm. years of when he was a real goon because he was taking stuff so seriously in Andy's bedroom. He's an actual action star now. And like, I'm in love with, he's a, Mm -hmm. he's a goddamn space Ranger. All right. But let's get into the movie itself.
0: Before we do this movie so far, again, I'm just here as like, I'm trying to champion this movie. Right now, headlines are already saying, oh, it's it's disappointed domestically, box <gasps> office. It just opened. It made $51 million opening weekend, didn't dethrone Jurassic World Park, Dominion, whatever it's mm. called. So people are saying, oh, it's not meeting the forecast. It's a disappointment, blah, blah, blah. Go see the movie. It's fun.
2: Yeah. Go watch it. It's, it's a beautiful film. And as a fellow, like toys, the Toy Story franchise is my favorite franchise of the entire Pixar universe. And Hmm. it was, I got a lot of the nostalgic factor to it. And also I would say this is also a movie where you don't have to have seen the prior four Toy Story movies to understand it.
1: Not at all. I totally agree. Um, Okay. Now let's get into a little bit of the plot. Just starting with our main characters, Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Chris Evans What I really liked about this movie is it took so many different elements of sci-fi and it just kind of threw us in the middle of it. So here's my best guess of how we start. They have about 100 to 200 people cryogenically frozen on a spaceship. And I'm assuming the Earth is destroyed and they are looking for a new home.
2: Yeah, they don't really touch on that, like why they're all on that spaceship or
1: anything. No, it's I actually, love that. They don't touch uh,
0: Continuation. It's spiritual successor to Netflix's. Don't look up. It's the same ship. If you didn't <laughs> I know. was thinking that. I was
1: just thinking that's that what they're right doing now, like, <laughs> but that's literally what they're doing. So, uh-huh. and then buzz has to wake up because, Oh, what is so like he gets woken up because there is a planet. Like the autopilot has a decision to make. So it has to wake up a human. Do we want to go explore this planet or do we want to keep going? And, of course, they wake up the stud, Chris Evans, Buzz Lightyear. Mm.
0: Do you think you could handle that amount of pressure? D- deciding the fate oh. of humanity. If
1: you mm. were. He was so to... casual about it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was very he casual. Was like,
2: yeah, sure. Let's do it. I'm you know what? Explore. This decision
1: spring, you know, <laughs> snowballs into the whole series of events that we have. Um, No. I would not be a space ranger, clearly, or at least not like the head of the space rangers, because yeah. hell no. What do I look? What am I deciding on this planet? Do, did he get stats like air? No, I guess not, because he had to go explore. No, he it. has to go find them. You know, yeah, he, he's just the sense of adventure. He's been cryogenically sleeping and he's like, time to stretch these legs. Whereas <laughs> I'm like, I'm going back to bed. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, send me a status report when you're done. Like, yeah. I'll find out later.
1: <laughs> Pass. We'll go to the next one. <laughs> I go back to bed. But I love this. Like I said, they don't explain it. It's just a great sci-fi element. So he gets there and they wake up to space, him and his partner. Nikki, why don't you tell us a little bit about his partner, Alicia?
2: Alicia Hawthorne. I wouldn't say she's not just his colleague, but also like his mentor, friend, his partner in crime, almost like they're both on this adventure together. And they're they're both kind of like, yeah, let's check out this other planet and see what's going on. Like, he's not in this adventure alone. Like, he's got to have someone with him. And it was, it was great. It was really cool to see their dynamic within them. One really quick thing I want to point out that I have in my notes. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I noticed this immediately and I like, you know, tapped on Alex in the movie theater about it. The first line that he says right when he gets off that ship onto that new planet was there seems to be no sign of intelligent life here. And that mm-hmm. was the same exact quote that he said in the first toy story movie right after andy put him on his bed and he wakes up for the first time as a toy he said there seems to there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere talking to his what is it mission control people like on his Mm -hmm. wrist his log i just thought that was a really cool um easter egg i would say from toy Mm -hmm. story in there i thought it was super cute
0: yeah, it's a nice callback. I think he even says something along the lines of uh the the terrain seems unstable or something, which is what he says when he's bouncing mm-hmm. on the bed. It's those kind of subtle callbacks that I'm sorry. I think the critics are too dumb to pick up on. They people who <laughs> wanted it to be Tim Allen.
1: Who wanted it to be Tim Allen? Apparently a lot
0: of people. This is they, crazy. Chris they, Evans I mean, is
1: so much better.
0: A very vocal. And I'm pretty sure people.
1: after
2: the tw- the fourth toy story movie ended tim allen was like i'm retiring this role like if if i don't i'm I'm not quoting this from anywhere but i'm sure both him and tom hanks were like this is the end of an era you know this has been 20 years in the making i
0: hope
1: not we have our woody pitch
0: well so so i was reading a little bit of the production notes toy story 4 was supposed to be the last installment of the main toy story franchise Tom Hanks I think retired the role I think Tim Allen and maybe this is where some of it comes from is Tim Allen was like yeah I'd voice him again for you know whatever mm. I don't see why I wouldn't but I don't think he was also chomping at the bit you know, you know like I don't I haven't i checked his Twitter love
1: home improvement so maybe I mm. am like there's people who are like Tim Allen or bus I didn't even like you said you can't even notice the difference unless you go on IMDb. Like yeah, I swear really to God, he sounds just like him.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. he did a he did a really great job filling in those shoes.
1: Alicia Hawthorne is voiced
0: by Uzo Aduba from Icon. Orange Is, is the, the New, New Black. Black. She's
1: crazy eyes,
2: yeah. two time Emmy winner too for,
0: for that, that role. Yeah.
1: She, okay. yeah, for that role, mm-hmm. she's a legend. Really cool. She was like half the reason Orange Is the New Black is really what it good. is. Yeah. yeah, I think what. Pixar does great here is they set up these two just as like the best of buds. Like, I I don't even know. They're partners. You know what I mean? They set that up so well and so quickly. Pixar, Mm -hmm. I've noticed, is so good at raising the emotional stakes. They go zero to 60. So goddamn fast with these people. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. The other comparison I have is up. I noticed the way they did this one had a similar structure to Up where they were just like rug pulled out from underneath yeah. you right out of the start.
0: First 10 minutes I expected the man out of time bit because they, they explore that a little bit in the trailers which I think is interesting that in both the Marvel franchise and yeah. in as light year Chris Evans plays a man out of time which is like a story trope that I just fucking love for some reason I, do I don't too. know why it's so yes. it just gets my heart going but within the first 10 minutes ish of the movie they do a classic pixar tug on your heartstrings montage uh so alex do you want to set up a little bit of the premise so they land on the little new more world of
1: the plot yeah. they're exploring the planet chopping down vines they quickly realize the vegetation and the bugs on this planet No go. We can't fucking live here. They
2: are dangerous as
1: fuck. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So they're like, get back to the turnip, which is what they call their spaceship. And they're like, it's not a turnip. I love the humor in this movie. This is what I'm saying is they kept the stakes high and like they kept the action fast pace. They still made me laugh. This is a classic Mm -hmm. action comedy movie. Like, so
0: they're like comedy.
1: They're running back to the turnip and the the vines are overtaking the turnip. And this is even more quicker than the first 10 minutes. This is the first freaking three to five minutes of the movie is they need to get off the planet as quickly as possible because these vines are undertaking them. And Buzz, first off, it takes the autopilot. And at one point he like blows in it like it's a Nintendo cartridge classic joke and like yes. they didn't spend too much time on it he just did it and i was like ah yes and so he's got the autopilot cuz movie
0: was is from I, the 90s quote unquote i know a beautiful touch so beautiful touch amazing
1: touch but this scene is so good where he's like trying to get the turn up off the planet manually and they're like you're going to crash into this and it's a real never tell me the odds moment and you're like hell yeah and he's, you're like, he's going to do it. And he just barely nicks the ship on this huge cliff when it looked like he was going to be total disaster. And you're like, oh, you, I think he did it still. Nope, this thing comes crashing down. And this is what really starts the whole thing is they're all now stranded on this planet that is not very inhabitable for them. And
2: mm-hmm. they cannot leave. And they don't have really a plan in second yes. place to leave yes. right away.
1: And so, once again, first five minutes of the film, this is, like, so much of what Buzz Lightyear, the character in this movie, is about is this mistake that he made right here. Uh, We missed the whole part where he's, like, crapping on rookies. He didn't want the rookie to come. Guess who voices the rookie? Who? Who is it?
0: Bill Hader.
1: Oh, Really? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't the rookie.
0: realize it. I just saw this in like a YouTube video. I was watching a couple minutes I ago. I, I, I thought it might be him, that.
1: but when it uh-huh. wasn't a bigger role, I was like, no way it's him. That's so funny, mm-hmm. though. I love Bill Hader. Um, That's cute. I love that. But so he's that. crapping on the rookie because rookies make mistakes. He can just do it himself and get it right the first time. But no, his one mistake is what causes them all to be stranded and, and stuck there. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it just and plays- And
2: essentially, he feels like he just ruined their lives. You yeah. Know, he ruined the would-be mission, you know? Like, they were all, did they all, I, I assume they all probably woke up from their chambers yeah. because it was just him and mm-hmm. Alicia who were awake. And imagine that, like, you're waking up from your chamber and you're stuck on this strand, This you're stranded on this planet. No one's ever been before and it's dangerous and- mm-hmm kind of uninhabitable so what do you do like that's a pretty high stakes scary situation
1: all right i have a question for you just because we didn't see in the movie anyone like crapping on buzz or like talking behind his back that he's the reason they're there but be just because we all know how like groups of people are you guys think there was people who were like god damn it buzz they were like talking behind his back for sure Sure. I'm
2: sure but also <laughs> the the kind of vibe that I got from the film was that Buzz was a real respected man in the space space ranger program. So, yeah. I'm sure they all kind of were bummed about the situation, <laughs> but maybe were like, you know, he had a, he had good intentions behind him like this is the we landed on this planet because we wanted to see if it might be fit for a new home. Who knows? Like we all trust him and, you know, he's pretty high rank. Um, Has a high ranking in the program and you know it's probably the kind of situation where it's like yeah I'm bummed but I respect him and I still respect him in a way
0: I would have been pissed there's like a there's like a science crew it's very much like a Star Trek where I think the whole purpose of this vessel is to go explore. That being said, that means it's a workplace environment. So, you know, people are talking shit <laughs> yeah, at the water cooler. So.
1: <laughs> There's emails. They yeah. were like, well, you know, you wouldn't have to deal with the bugs if it wasn't for you know who. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> so, this is the primary driver for Buzz for the rest of the movie oh. is this, this failure that haunts him.
1: It's, yeah,
0: that he has to set right. You got to finish the mission.
2: And that's what him and Alicia talked about too. When he was just kind of sulking in his sadness after everybody was kind of exploring a little bit, she told him, It's going to be okay. We're going to fix it. And then he's like, No, we're not. I'm going to retire, you know, or I'm not going to retire. I'm going to resign.
1: Throw me in the brig. He court martials himself. He court martialed himself. He goes, Throw (laughs) me in the brig. Times yeah, I mean, offense. he took
2: off his name. He took uh-huh. off his name tag and his spacesuit, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I am resigning." I loved how, throughout
1: <laughs> the movie, that was like the most dramatic action was just like removing your like, removing your name tag. You're like dishonor to my uniform. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And they yep. never mention it, but you just pick up on these things. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but it was it was cute to, to see him and Alicia's dynamic in that. Like, hey, we're in this together. We're on a new mission now. Our mission is to get off this planet, or try to find the fuel to, um, what was it? Going high speed, um, to get out, yeah, light speed. Yeah, light speed. Yeah, light speed to get out of this planet.
0: They broke their hi- hyperdrive fuel crystal, crystallic yeah. fusion, whatever it's called, and so they have no way off planet. And so they spend the next couple of years trying to build or rebuild this fuel source. That they're going to test out. And and this is, we're entering the second act of the movie, maybe, kind of.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, the first act is so quick, though. It's hard to really say, like, this is the second act. But, yeah, they spend about a year. This is
0: probably still the first act out. out Yeah, I don't know. Let's not divide it up. It's
1: I, it's really it's just a really good story. So I get mm-hmm. what, what you're saying and how you want to fragment it, but it, it's like a book. There's like chapters, and yes. like any great sci-fi, it's told over a long period of time. And that's where sci-fi is really great because you see like consequences of actions. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. there's like a clear cause and effect of everything.
0: We're still very early in the movie. And so let me rephrase. We we cover a long period of time in maybe a two minute montage as they start testing this fuel source to try and reach light speed or hyperdriver, or whatever the fuck it's called
1: the first time he goes on that trip though and he's gonna miss the slowdown rings that shit had me on the edge of my seat no i'm not kidding like we said this is like 10 15 minutes into the movie and i was just like He's going to he's going to die. <laughs> I he literally did. was like our main characters about to die. And he comes up with the most ingenious MacGyver way to explode himself into it. Oh, just chef's kiss. I'm sure mm-hmm. that. Uh, no, I'm not going to say I was going to say I bet that's better than any Top Gun dogfight they had. But I don't want to crap on that movie. I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> I haven't either. I, I'm
1: going mean, to see it
0: eventually. I just maybe right one comes out on streaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: Maybe that's why some people didn't see it in the theaters this year. Or they're just waiting for it to come Maybe to they're streaming. just waiting for it to come out to, on Disney yeah. Plus or something.
0: But, okay, so this is the other thing about Lightyear and Pixar movies recently. This is the first Pixar movie to be mm-hmm. released in theaters since onward in 2020. Soul yeah. was Disney Plus only. Turning Red was Disney Plus only. Luca was only Disney Plus only. So, I, I don't know. I hope Disney does not see this as an indicator or are they
1: because i want them to you know. make more films like this they should not be afraid to do something like this because this was great i would much rather see this like we obviously had this talk a ton during chippendale the reboot the 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 bring back or whatever you want to call it i need something creative if you're going to be shoving the same intellectual property down my throat and mm-hmm. this was Very damn creative in like a lot of great ways. This was just a great sci-fi film.
2: And also going along that sci-fi films, in my opinion, are the best seen in the theaters on the big screen. Yes. Like right in front of your face. Your phone is not bothering you. Like this is the kind of movie to see in theaters. And so I think that's why they were like, you know, we're releasing this in theaters versus just Disney Plus for the past couple Pixar movies that they've released in the past couple years because mm-hmm. it's been a crazy past couple years. But in my opinion, I I loved the film as you can already tell, but I turned yeah. to Alex immediately after the credits. I'm like, that was the best Pixar film that's come out in the past couple years. Yes. This has been my favorite, and I'm not just saying that as a biased individual who just loves the character and Toy Story in general, so you know maybe it's just the experience of seeing it in the movie theaters that changed it, but just also Mm -hmm. sci-fi films. I we we all can agree, like Mm
0: -hmm.
2: there's nothing like seeing it in the theaters.
0: Yeah, so this is a great sci-fi film. I would say go into this with the mindset that this is a sci-fi film, not a Pixar. Remove the Pixar attachment to it, and I think you'll enjoy this movie a lot more. the The spaceship testing scene the first test he does when he's going off course and has to do all the the tomfoolery with his spaceship to get himself <laughs> back on course you know what that reminded me of that reminded me of interstellar this movie yes. is interstellar yes. for kids in a digestible lighthearted way but hits yep. on some of the same themes and so the testing he finds out that getting close to to hyperdrive Make it,
1: me stay sorry yes
0: it distorts time outside of or or it distorts the passage of time of how he experiences it so when he lands back on whatever this planet is four years have passed
2: and he's only aged Mm -hmm. four minutes
1: he's not pissed most people would be like what the fuck i missed four years he's ready to go back he's ready to go back because he's the reason they're there. Mm -hmm. If any, and his partner's like, no, we're calling it off. You're not going to spend another four years gone just so we can test this. And he was Mm -hmm. like, what else are we going to do? Oh, he's just, it, it is. It's Captain America in space. It's now that I'm talking about it. It's so Captain America, he'll do what he needs to for the mission self-sacrifice over those around him suffering oh my god
0: so from the trailer i knew there was going to be a passage of time except i thought it would be like an interstellar or an
1: accidental
0: yeah i thought it was going to be one big leap but no this is very early in the movie he does multiple tests runs it's and and so through his own free will and he chooses to do it yes and so we go through 60 years of him going in four-year in increments. He watches his friend Alicia age. Grow
2: up, and she gets old. And this mm-hmm. is Married. the part where Pixar really brings the emotions in because you can tell that he, all, he, on one hand, wants to get this mission done. He wants to figure out the problem. He wants to solve it. He wants to get everybody back home or wherever. But at the same time, you can see that sadness in him where he's like, I'm missing everything that's going on in her life like she Mm -hmm. got engaged she got married she was pregnant she had a baby that baby grew up that baby got married as well and then she celebrated her 40th anniversary with her wife which Mm -hmm. let's get into the lgbt inclusion in this pixar film for a little bit later in this episode but she was missing her entire life and they were not just colleagues but they were good friends and you can just see Mm -hmm. the heartbreak in his face when he opens up her office and she's
0: she's gone <clears throat> i was getting choked up during that montage and i was like okay i'm in i'm sold on this yes. movie you got me basically to tears i'm here for the rest of the movie no no qualms no you know i'm not gonna keep my guard up i'm just gonna experience and enjoy this movie i have some notes but I, like i really didn't watch this with a critical eye it was just a good movie going experience."
1: It was so enjoyable, but like you said, this really let your guard down right out of the gate. It was such an emotional scene, but it was so well done because it wasn't like, uh, why is he doing this? It's so weird that he would take so many trips at his own free will and accord. No, 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 no. We just learned why— It's his mistake. He feels guilt. He needs to fix his mistake at all costs. And it means if he's going to be the one who doesn't get to experience this life here, that's okay with him. And so he really adopts this finish the mission at all costs mentality because at this point he's like missed out on his man out of time. Man, I love, like you said, Evan, it's such a good trope. And so he misses Mm -hmm. 60 years of his best friend. Uh, It is emotional, like even recanting it, talking about it.
0: It's very similar to the montage in Up, where we go through the couple's whole life together.
2: Yep. Don't even get me started on Up. I'm just going to start crying.
0: (laughs) It ends with Alicia Hawthorne. She's not there to greet him the last time. Mm.
1: And you know what? You know it's coming, but still, it just was like so emotional when he opens that door because they were in a real good groove of the montage like Mm -hmm. door open car back home door open car back home and when he opens the door and she's not there and you just you feel your heart skip that beat almost like the rhythm of the movie had been building and then oh beat skip and you're like (gasps) like, oh no of course she's Mm -hmm. no longer with us and she leaves him a nice like video hologram and that was
2: really sweet
1: uh, The goodbye is so cute, and her granddaughter gets in it at the end, and she's like Buzz the Space Ranger. And what's so cute about the whole thing is, she goes, "Yeah, he's gonna be the one to save us all." And it's, I get emotional just saying it. Like I, I'm not kidding. Like that. Oh my god, that's like what Buzz needs to hear. But it also just is so. Depressing at the same time because he's missed out on so much. Oh, he's, he missed out on everything. You know, oh mm-hmm. my God. entire even. life.
2: If he had not gone on all those missions, he would have joined in with her on that life mm-hmm. and they would have done the rest of their work together because you can clearly see that Alicia has accepted that we're going to be here forever. You know, like I might as well just make a life here and buzz that was one thing buzz couldn't accept because that was his mistake like we have mentioned and he wanted to fix it and he's like he always felt responsible that he needed to be the one to fix the problem and finish the mission and he was willing to sacrifice everything
1: and so that's one thing buzz misses in all his time skips is that the people that have been living there decide we don't want to go anymore We're just going to stay here. We've created a life and we think we have a we have a laser shield. I do like like I said, like this (laughs) movie managed to make you laugh at times. You didn't think you could laugh it's Disney's really good about that that was one thing I really praised about Avengers back in the day is I was Mm -hmm. like man they'll have these great action sequences but they still make me laugh right in the middle so that is like right up Disney's alley
2: one part um really quick I just want to interject about like the humor within that montage when Alicia was getting older you know she picked him up from the spaceship and she was driving him back as she was getting older as you know what Old grandmas tend to do. They don't drive yeah. typically the best, <laughs> and, it, and you can tell that Buzz was trying to take control of the wheel so that they wouldn't drive off the street. And then she just slaps him on the wrist, being like, "Stop! I
1: got this," <laughs> you know. But it,
2: it was just a little funny, little humor joke yeah. in that moment. But at the same time, you're like, "Damn, she's she's getting old. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's getting there," you know. And it's really sad. And while he's only aged like what twenty minutes in that entire sequence. <clears throat>
1: So, I, can't, I, didn't, so I didn't do the
2: math, but
0: something like that. Yeah. So at the end of that montage, we only get a, a very brief moment to kind of sit in silence and, and grieve this loss with Buzz before Commander Burnside barges in. The new boss who's telling Buzz, I'm shutting down the program. We're staying. And this sets off the next phase of Buzz's mission.
1: To be fair, I kind of understand the we're going to stay here. <laughs> like it sucks for Buzz. Totally yeah. totally sucks, but like you know, they've been there 60 some years now. Like, you know, when you start burying your dead there, you start to be mm-hmm. like, you know what? Maybe we should just stay. <laughs> like Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have that like force field. Like,
1: well, that's protecting what's new. The, whole community the laser from, like, shield. Those,
2: yeah, the laser shield protecting from those weird looking spider bugs and mm-hmm. the vines coming from underground. So, like, they're safe in that little area and everything. And, you know, one thing that I noticed that when before Buzz did the first mission, I started noticing they already built apartments and buildings for all of the workers to live there. And it's like, yeah, they've set up camp here for the long for the long run for the long haul. All,
1: the, all his yeah. trips were for vain then. Like, yeah. and if yeah. I was Buzz, I also would be like, no, 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 guys, I know you think it's impossible. We're we're this close. Like, trust me. And so, one character we left out is Buzz is
0: Therapy Cat.
1: Therapy Cat. It's a Sox. robot. Socks. Socks mm. is you know a character you think is going to be just like the lovable goofy sidekick uh helpful what have you and that's exactly what socks is he delivers baby i love socks socks,
2: socks was so cute yeah. we are happy to have we are happy to announce that buzz is a cat lady and- he is a cat dad <laughs> whether he likes it or not and he didn't at first so i thought that was a really cute addition to the story
0: so socks is voiced by Peter Sohn. Not a name I expect you to recognize, but mm-hmm. he is. I love the inclusion of this voice actor because he's not really a voice actor. He's actually a Pixar story artist. He directed oh. The Good Dinosaur, but he's also done okay. a bit of voice acting for Pixar. He had a small role in his own movie, The Good Dinosaur. He plays Remy's brother in Ratatouille and more recently played Chicho in Luca. Oh. So, Oh. This guy is on a roll. This guy is multi-talented yeah, uh, for sure.
2: Get His roles seem to be getting bigger each time. His
0: IMDb is beefing up. One thing I will say about this movie, with the inclusion of socks, this is very much a movie made to, to sell merchandise. I was at <laughs> Cole's earlier today or maybe yesterday, and there's already Buzz Lightyear action figures all over the place. Like this movie, while good in its own right as a movie, I think does well for, for something that could very easily have been a cheap cash grab. This is a fantastic Mm -hmm. movie. Um, and, and and I, I would watch more of this franchise. Um, but yeah, that sucks. It's important that socks is introduced during the montage because Mm -hmm. while they're testing, he starts running calculations after the first test to figure out crystallic fusion. And by the last test, When Buzz says the program's over, Sox says, I've actually solved the equation.
1: Took
2: him 62 years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) too.
0: Now Buzz has to figure out a way to finish the tests, but the program is shut down. So, what does he do?
1: Yeah. He goes rogue, just like Captain America would. Just like, oh my God. Yeah. It's just like Captain America would if the if the man is saying no, but you know what's right, you stick it to the man and you fucking do what you got to do. So he goes and creates the the new antidote. Um, I think it's important they lose the recipe in this process. So he makes one. What Evan, you're a making up. Go ahead. No, no, okay. <laughs> So they make the perfect jet fuel and they steal a ship. They run and steal a ship. And I I just love this scene because I'm not kidding. Like, In most, you know, Disney movies, you're like, oh, this is going to work out. There's so many points in this movie where I was like, oh, my God, this is not going to work out for him. So, like, when he's trying to steal the ship and they are all, like, bum rushing him and like he's like, oh, uh, just cleaning. It's the cleaning people like (laughs) they're like, what did we authorize a clean? They're like, no. And so he gets the ship with the fuel, completes the test. He goes to hyperspeed. He does it. He, He gets to the correct speed. He comes landing down. He's thinking he's going to be greeted as a heroes hero.
0: welcome.
1: Yeah, he, there's confetti in his ship. Oh my God, that, that part was funny. <laughs> Such a great touch. Just these little things that didn't need to be in the movie that were so funny, but also did not detract from the plot. Like it didn't make it too cartoonish. So the confetti comes out, him and Sox are like, yeah. And instead of being greeted as heroes, they get greeted by... Like a angry robot assassin, robot
0: overlords.
1: Yeah, classic. Yeah, Yeah. classic sci fi trope. He jumped too far into the future now, and so now, according
2: to Wikipedia, twenty two years have passed now instead of the typical four. So like even more time has passed. We get socks
1: go meow 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 twenty two point (laughs) four seven years. Yeah,
2: that's so cute. But then you know, in that time frame. The robots have taken over, and not good.
1: Yes, any movie where you could say the robots have taken over, I'm in. I'll be honest, (laughs) love the premise. I'm just, it was funny
2: too.
1: (laughs) It's so good. And so, if you remember back to the Toy Story things, these are like the villains. Like I think it's Toy Story Two when they go to the Toy Store. These were like the other merch from the movie. It's see, Evan. What's funny about this movie is. In the Toy Store universe, the movie was made to sell merch. And the the we're watching the movie about the merch. And now they were just like, all right, let's make that movie since we need to sell more merch. <laughs> they were like, we know it'll sell it's, merch.
0: <laughs> it's smart. <laughs>
1: it's meta. It's
2: it's meta. I mean, I'll admit if this movie came out when I was six years old, I would 100000 percent have a stuffed animal socks. Mm. Yeah, are you Absolutely. kidding me?
1: Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I'd want to buzz light your toy. Cause they have they had lightsabers basically. That was the other thing I noticed is their swords, Evan, were Those just cool. lightsabers. They Those were so cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Disney, I I love how Disney was just like, I mean, Star Wars can't sue us. Fuck it. We'll just make them <laughs> just like lightsabers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so love this movie. Here's one of my qualms. I had this thought while I was watching the movie. They lose the formula to the Crystallic Fusion cell. There were like maybe three variables to it. Like I feel like <laughs> I know two of them. Like just after having watched it, it was like, like 0.41 orange. Blue. Yeah, And then it was like 0. 0.7 something of the other <laughs> one. That's got to shave off 40 years of testing right there. Rerun the number right. socks. Come oh, on.
1: shaves off 40 years. Just knowing two of the three. Yeah. You're like, I've saved them <laughs> two thirds of the process. That's yeah that part that part was funny. It's a plot device to say these yes, are the only this is the last of the hyperfuel. Uh, mm-hmm. he comes back fucking robots are on his ass. they're like get buzz all the robots say is Zerg they have sick teleportation technology. they mm-hmm. attach a little tag to it, press a button, Zoop gone amazing. And just like any classic sci-fi thing, they introduce it casually and it becomes like a plot device later. Mm! Mm -hmm. It's so I'm telling you, they took so many great sci-fi tropes. They would like to shove it in this movie's throat. So we get back, he gets saved by people in armor. We don't really know who they are at the moment, but he gets rescued. And this is where we meet Kiki Palmer's character who.
2: Izzy
1: Hawthorne. Izzy Hawthorne, Mm -hmm. after much reflection, I think is my favorite character. I really like Izzy. I like Izzy's part in the story. And I like the the arc that she goes through herself. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I love Buzz. You know, you could make an argument that he's obviously my favorite character. But Mm -hmm. Izzy was very much up there. Like I said, I really like her part in the story. He needed Izzy. He needed yes. someone like
2: Izzy to you know for for this story, for this story arc and for this mission that he was still set to complete. It's like he needed someone like Izzy on his team to work with because he always had such a problem with the rookies, and he <laughs> soon realizes that her she herself. Yes, she's Alicia's granddaughter. Like, whoa, that is a cool surprise because when she was a little girl in Alicia's hologram video that she left for him before she passed, she was like, I want to be just like you when I'm older. and I want to be just like Buzz, you know? I want to meet him. And then you find out she's just kind of a little dork she does she's not good she's not like she's not living up to the standard that her grandma was and she kind of doesn't really let it affect her too much she's which like is a
1: nice. junior like, trainee mm-hmm. he's like oh so she's... you're a cadet and she's like well below that
0: they're <laughs> working up to it
1: yeah they're yeah, working like, up to it she's but like oh like, that would be a cool title <laughs> to get he goes we come here once a month and train. i was like once a month i was like what the hell
2: yeah, and then so basically Buzz is stuck with the group of the misfits. So mm-hmm. during this, when we also meet the other characters, Mo Morrison, Taika Waititi, uh, voices him.
1: Okay, Evan, did you recognize his voice in theater? Immediately. Immediately. Yeah, I was theater. like immediate, but I, I like talked myself out of it for a second.
0: It's one of four <laughs> New Zealanders. It sounds like Taika Waititi.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, who is this? And then I'm like, oh, wait, yes. Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, of course they would get him for this. Great.
1: Holy shit. That guy is just getting payrolled by Disney, though. He's making oh, a new yeah. Star Wars film. He he makes. Thor Love and Thunder got, comes out next month. Thor Love and Thunder. This dude is like just making bank right now. I love him, too.
2: I love that he was also just the voice actor in for this character because he's a director he's a screenwriter he's a producer Mm -hmm. as well but here it's just the actor yeah it's great it was just a voice actor
1: yeah um Darby's the last one Darby's an elderly woman convict who Buzz often refers to as a convict
2: yes And she often makes that that joke throughout the rest of the movie. She's like, "Um, my parole officer is not going to be happy to hear that I've been (laughs) operating with a gun or something like that. Or I'm going to violate my parole Uh by doing
1: this. so great is they go the whole movie poking jokes at it. And then at the very end, when they steal like a spaceship from from the government or whatever, they're leaving. And he goes, you know, I never found out what were you in jail for in the first place? She's like, stealing a ship. And I was like, (laughs) such such good writing. That's so good.
2: They were great. Comic reliefs throughout uh-huh. all this because one type of character—he's so naive. He doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't even know how to he hold a gun. He doesn't know really how to be aim. There. Yeah, he's just kind of like, I'm just here for a volunteer program. I just, I thought, you no, know, he said he thought it was a workout it's class. A work-out.
1: At first. That's such a great. He goes, I kind of thought it was a workout class. <laughs> That's
2: so funny. And then Darby, being the you know the ex convict and everything, and she's like, I just want to you know, I'm doing this because my parole officer told I me that say, I should. I, a I need to say, I think parole officer for, made her. Like it was like a volunteer kind of program. Because I get
1: volunteer hours for doing it. it.
0: My f- my favorite <laughs> bit of characterization for any of them is the fact that Izzy Hawthorne is afraid of space. Which comes yes. into play in the plot later.
1: Yes. Oh my God. But what that, a cr- her, her
0: greatest aspiration in life is to be a space ranger and she's afraid of space.
1: But so like, uh, no, no, no. But think of like the brilliance of this. Once again, it's a great sci-fi element to tell a story over time. And this had so many show don't tell moments of that. So think about it. Like all of the people that started on this planet were traveling through space f- for so many years. None of them had any sort of fear of space but izzy's like three generations removed from that and mm-hmm. so she's lived her whole life on this planet that's all she knows space to her is like what space to us is now yeah where buzz was like i grew up in space like what do you mean like space is the tits how do you not love space mm. and she's <laughs> like i'm scared of it And it, yeah it plays a great part in the plot too
2: and also, would you guys be scared of space too? Because I was watching this and I'm like, you know, during that scene where she's in space for the first time.
1: Short answer is, fuck yeah. I
2: would be scared too. I mean, do you fall up or down? That's whichever way you he's go. He's like, don't look like, up scariest- or down.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. This was interstellar for, for a children's audience. They also just summed up the movie Gravity in for yep. a digestible okay. for a children's audience. Yeah. He was like, what, whatever direction you push off in is the direction you are going to move forever. And I was just like, Oh my God, I have a pit in my stomach right now.
2: Like just thinking about that really uh, sends you into an existential crisis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> as mu- as much as I would love, love, love to go to space. Yeah. I'd be terrified, but it's gotta be part of the excitement. I imagine like is the, I don't know, like a roller coaster is fun because you're scared type deal, but
0: do you think they wear diapers in those spaces? Don't NASA people wear diapers?
1: Oh, you know Buzz Lightyear suit has a diaper in there. You think he's taking that thing off to poo and pee?
2: <laughs> I mean it's just gonna go all over the place. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Zero gravity diaper. Ew. Oh When
2: when you said that, it just reminded me of this fact that I read somewhere that when Sally Ride was getting ready to be the first woman into space and NASA gave her a hundred tampons. Because they didn't know how many she would need up there, which is hilarious because I think it, it was like, what, like a 10-day mission? Yeah. I don't even know. What, originally, like, 100 tampons. I was guessing, well, how long
1: was her mission for? Yeah. I was thinking it might be a couple of months. I don't know. No, it, it was just a little, like, 10 day mission very, like very a very, very short amount of time. Tampons, just in case.
2: 100 tampons, so.
1: That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, there
2: was a whole TikTok sound just about it, too. So.
1: But... Yeah, you you definitely know Mo uh, Taika Waititi's character, was uh, peeing his pants several times. You bet your ass there was a diaper so. on his thing.
2: And, I mean, he was mo- mostly amused with the fact that his spacesuit had a pen in
1: mm-hmm. it. Such a know? great gag. And you know what? Yeah. It was, it was just frequent enough that I felt like it wasn't overdone, but... I don't know. It's still funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things. He, he mentions it a few times. They're like, okay, I wonder how this is going to pay off. And then at the end it does. And it's like, Oh, I enjoyed that. I'm. I'm it had a payoff yeah, at the end that But that the best is circle.
1: when they get the, the, they get like the bu- classic buzz suit. It's green and white and purple and they're mm-hmm. like walking down and they're like, wow, such great, nice suits. And he goes, could use a pen. That was the best payoff of the bit was when he goes, he could yeah. use a pen. And I was like, yes, I was like, I laugh. I was the guy in our theater who belly laughed.
2: Can we, can we first pause and take a moment to acknowledge that the first time buzz came on screen, Wearing that iconic mm. spacesuit, chills. Yeah, literal chills. Like, like mm-hmm. that's Such all we've moment. known him as. And he was wearing other outfits, other space outfits, or you know, just regular Earth clothes, I guess, throughout the film. But when he's in that spacesuit, you see him, and it's like, that's it. Yeah. Wow. That that that's what we know him as. And it was pretty jarring in a great way that to see him in that outfit.
0: They have some of the dialogue callbacks to the Toy Story movies too. But one thing I really noticed immediately in that first scene when he says that there seemed to be seems to be no signs of intelligent life," he's also like you know darting around, tumbling, very much like the action <laughs> like figure Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story originally did. And so that immediately drew me back. Yeah. It's like okay, these are very much the same character. It's it's not overt. It's. Yeah. Not going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. Peter, <laughs> Peter, Peter. It's it's just like, it's just enough for the, the people who grow up with it to get it. If they're, you know, actually paying attention. And for anyone else who's complaining, screw you. You're dumb.
1: <laughs> I got a question for you guys. Do you yeah. think people would have loved it if Zerg, just spoilers, the, the big twist we find out eventually is that Zerg, Is just old man Buzz Lightyear, which is amazing. So I don't want to gloss over that. But do you think people would have lost their shit if it was Tim Allen that was old man Buzz?
0: I think people, some people I've read on Twitter wanted Tim Allen or said it was a missed opportunity. But whatever. That
2: would have been pretty
1: cool. Might have taken me out of it for a minute. And mm-hmm. the people yeah. who were questioning it and confused really would have been confused. They were like, wait, so <laughs> yeah. the Buzz oh, Lightyear yeah. toy in Andy's room grew up to be that robot. And they're like, no, You know, that's
2: <laughs> probably the exact reason why they didn't have Tim Allen
1: do that. People are dumb. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. Disney's. <laughs> Sorry. Disney's last five to 10 years can be summed up they're like our audience is dumb they really spoon feed a lot of stuff and so I guess that is one of the things I really liked about this movie is the high sci-fi element of it they don't spend a lot of time they just kind of throw it in there they do it and I feel like they really nail it and this is one of the few Disney movies where I felt like they didn't think their audience was like completely stupid
2: yeah even though they do explicitly say at the beginning of the film in 1995 there was Andy a got a toy for yeah like Andy got a toy for his birthday his name was Buzz Lightyear and it was based on a movie this is that movie
1: how much simpler can it get I wish they
0: didn't have that to be honest I was like god damn <laughs> who is this for yeah they, they probably
1: added that in like later after test screening. you know there was a lot of debate about it (laughs) someone was like hell no it ruins the artistic integrity and then some Disney exec was like you don't have a fucking choice it's going in like you have to
2: you have to do this Walt Disney
1: himself didn't understand it so we have to put it in so he gets it (laughs)
2: Well, there was a viral Twitter post that I saw where it was this poster at this movie theater. I don't know where where the movie theater was, but it said on the post where it said... Lightyear, the movie, is not based off of the Toy Story <laughs> characters. It is an entirely different film on its own. Oh like my god. Do, do not get mad at us, mm-hmm. like you know, or some. It was something like that. Oh, like this poor yeah. old movie theater had to make yeah. a disclaimer for themselves because. Oh that. Oh my god! Like they probably had people complaining. Like, what is wrong with everybody? Like, oh my god! Like, what is this it's movie?
1: Just... Thought it was Toy yeah. Story Five. <laughs> <laughs> that is. Like, that's so, what people thought. They thought it was Toy Story thought. Five. All right, just this is good, but I do want to get back to a little bit of the plot so we can hit some of the good beats. Is he in the band of misfits? And now Buzz, Operation Crash the Party and, socks. and Sox. Can't leave out socks. Excuse me. They are going to crash a ship into Zerg's ship. I, I believe that's their whole plan. <laughs> I could be wrong, but it's very haphazard. You know, Buzz thinks he's got this elite team. He finds out they're all his worst nightmare rookies Rookies.
2: yeah they're they're worse
1: than rookies yeah they're worse than rookies we went over that i think that for me one of the best things is these guys were very much like comedic relief but at the same time they add so much to the plot and just like the general feel for the movie the casual slice of life like when they get the sandwiches the meat sandwiches and it's it's meat bread meat and he goes what is this he's like this isn't a sandwich they're like, yeah, it is. He goes, no, a sandwich is bread, meat, bread. And they're like, Too what are bread? you talking about? And he goes, your hands are all slippy. And they're like, yeah, it's the it's the after juice. It's the best part when you like get to lick your fingers. And it's just such a great reminder of how much time's yeah. passed. They now have a whole life here. I'm assuming Buzz and all of them came from Earth originally. And he's like, wow, they don't have the same life. Did Would you guys yeah. like a sandwich like that, you think?
2: Absolutely
0: not. I'm I'm weird about, like, things being residue on my fingers. Yeah.
1: If my fingers didn't get wet, I may be into the extra meat. But, yeah, like you guys said, the fingers getting wet is kind of a deal breaker for me.
2: Especially in a world of COVID where maybe you you realize as you're taking a bite, maybe I didn't wash my hands before (laughs) eating this. Like... Or like how, you know, is it supposed to sit in a bag the entire time?
1: It was in like a little box. And I love it when he goes to the vending machine, he, he types it in and he gets the sandwiches. And then as soon as he leaves, it just falls off like this totally destroyed cliff that they're on.
0: Uh huh. I did love his first astronaut meal. It was just like a giant triangle shaped oh, yeah. piece of ham. Yeah. I, this movie made me pretty hungry for unappetizing astronaut meals. I really wanted to try all, but
1: I would eat it. The triangle one was good.
2: It looked like it probably would have tasted like bologna. I don't know, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) like a spam type deal. Yeah, it looked good though. Evan loves spam. (laughs) I'm gonna put you on blast. Evan really likes spam. Oh, dude, it's fantastic. It's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna put myself on blast here. I have never tried spam, so. I don't.
1: I'll know. make you
0: some spam masuvi sometime when I come
1: visit. I remember the first time I saw Evan eat spam, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, "What? People actually <laughs> buy and eat?" And Evan's like, "Yeah, I like spam." I was like, "What?" Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the middle chunk of this movie is them fast trying to fast action. It's a lot of action set pieces. There's the mining rig. There is the volcanic valley. There's a couple other I'm sure I'm forgetting, but it all leads up to. Their big confrontation, or Buzz's big confrontation with Zerg. we talked about the twist earlier, that it turns out Zerg is just Buzz himself mm. from the future. This another. is another great sci-fi trope that I love.
1: Another great sci-fi trope, dude.
2: My jaw hit the floor. Mm-hmm. I was like,
1: what? So in Toy Story 2, they make the classic joke. Zurg at one point goes... Buzz, I am your father. And so when he was unveiling himself, I was like, oh, wait, this is going to be his dad. And he goes, dad? And he goes, no, but I get why you think that. And I was like, oh, it, it was a classic <laughs> pull from under the rug type deal. It really my expectations in that moment were one thing and they totally subverted it in the best way. I was mm-hmm. so happy with this twist because it's just like, oh, it's such a not to speak, I, I can't even spoil it. It's like this classic time travel show that I've seen. I'm not going to say it here. Yeah. I will recommend it at a different random time when no one's ever thinking about it. But if that's like the big twist in the end is that an older version of himself was the villain all along. And you're just like, no, what? How? It's so good. Don't try to guess. <laughs> it's it spoilers. Humor? I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil is it. it.
0: <laughs> like a series that's currently going on? No. Who would you be spoiling it for?
1: Anyone that picks it up randomly one day, because it's not how the show starts. If that makes sense, okay. it starts in one direction. And so, if you started the show, if I just told you right now and, and ruined the twist, you would start the show and a big. I mean, there's no reason to watch the show if I had told you. So I'm not gonna this spoil. It gonna it.
0: bug me for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm to think
1: of what it You can be. edit this out. You can edit this out. <laughs> okay. um, you lost me here. Yeah, sorry. Know. You can edit this all out. So. um, Old Man Buzz is such a great twist because it shows how, can. once again, it's a story told over a long time period. We have our version of Buzz who skips a long time, and then we get Old Man Buzz who's even older, and he's been in the future. And it shows our Buzz how he became consumed by his mistake to, and, yeah. and, and complete the mission at all costs. He's like, no matter what, no matter what in old man Buzz's plan. I'm just going to go back in time and we're never going to go to this planet. And in my mind, I'll be honest. I was like, yeah, problem That's solved. What he wanted, I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is great. But what we missed was there was this great scene between Buzz and Izzy where Buzz is like, I just I can't believe I, I let everyone down. Like I, I needed to get us back to our lives He's like, I took Elisa's life away. And Izzy goes, no, you didn't. She had a whole life, family, uh, like ups, downs. Like she lived a very full and happy life here, Buzz. You didn't let her down. Don't worry about it. And he realized, like, even though I wasn't here, even though I didn't live a life, a lot of life was lived on this planet. It took him a Mm -hmm. long time to realize you know, there's the sign of the apartments, people have like yeah. settled down. There's the meat sandwiches, there's the, the different ways. There's like all these keys, you know, them abandoning the mission, them literally telling Buzz, you can't actually get much more direct than that. Literally, they tell Buzz, Hey, we want to stay here, like we like it. And he still doesn't get the hint till way later. Like, oh, people mm-hmm. live life here. It, and that's okay.
2: Their lives would be completely uprooted at that point if they were yes. to
1: just leave. It'd be it'd be wild if for that. Them to actually uproot and leave it would probably be cause like political discourse you know what i mean there'd be half the people like no 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 no, no. fuck that that was my parents dream yeah, not mine they've created a,
2: <laughs> created a society yeah. over there like yes like people have lives they're they're meeting loved ones there are significant others they're getting married they're having children there's, there's people so like much... Darby who've been in prison like <laughs> yeah. you know there's bad sh- shit going on over there too like they have a whole world and buzz it doesn't take buzz until close to the end to realize i've missed it Mm -hmm. like i've missed this
1: because he was beating himself up for his own mistake
2: yes all because he's like i sacrificed so much for this and i didn't realize how much i sacrificed until izzy makes that comment to him and he's like damn i want to be living this life Mm -hmm. you know i want to continue to be with everybody and build a future here because i you know this is the eventual settlement
0: in a way that's when he realizes his mission, original mission, was success, was to find it. Mm, a planet yeah. that could, uh, a habitable planet for human life. And he's just he been too him. focused on fixing his own mistake to realize that they found it.
1: He couldn't get past his own mistake to realize that, you know, he, he let great get in the way of good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His pursuit for perfection and, like, redemption, he couldn't see. Yeah. Oh, you know what? This is good enough. What What mm-hmm. we did, oh, so good. Oh, my God.
2: And I really want to transition this into, I don't know if you guys have noticed this. So, in all the trailers that they released for this film, Starman by David Bowie was the song mm. that was played in all of those trailers. Starman, iconic because... It is so symbolic because Buzz is a space ranger. He's a star man, essentially himself. And it correlates so well with the lyrics in the chorus. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'll blow our minds. Referencing the entire mission that Buzz was all set out to do in the first place. All of those years that he wasted in the sky being this star man. And like he was waiting for something to happen and for the mission to be complete and he wanted to prove that he was worthwhile, which is basically what the entire song is about. And, and I also want to mention that um, Starman is on the album um, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. And that album celebrated its 50th anniversary on the day that the movie Lightyear came out.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Oh. Wow. Yeah.
2: Was that is that a coincidence? Yeah.
0: I wonder if that's I why if if that explains the inclusion of the, the the big spiders in the movie. Could be. Yeah, could maybe. Could be. Spiders on
1: Mars. I, I,
2: I think David Bowie, who is one of my favorite artists of all time, had some kind of inspiration to mm-hmm. the creation of the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. It's a great piece of trivia. I was gonna say, I don't want to brush over the fact that Elder Buzz Older Buzz, Emperor Zurg, is voiced by not Josh Brolin, but James Brolin, who is Josh Brolin's father, who I recently found out starred in the original Westworld oh. series. Oh, uh,
2: he's also married to Barbara Streisand.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: How do you guys feel when you find out a famous actor is just the children, is just the child? Yeah, you it know, kind of it ruins Josh so Brolin much. for me. But I still love Josh Brolin. <laughs>
2: A part of me, I like sometimes I don't really care if they're a good actor in their own right. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. But a part of me does kind of feel, I guess I'll just say jealous, you know, because (laughs) they had some kind of in. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's life itself. You got to know someone to get an in to to get ahead. And I mean, if I had famous parents, too, in the -hmm. entertainment business and I wanted to go into acting, why wouldn't I take advantage of that? networking opportunity like Mm -hmm. yeah like a lot of people look down on that they like to hear the story of like someone who worked their way up and um or they're self-made in their own right but you know it's it helps to have some help
1: i Mm. feel like the only people i don't really care about that with is the sars guards i'm just like nepotism be damned i want to see them all (laughs) act
0: how -hmm. many are there uh,
1: there's That's nine. Great. I don't know. <laughs> no, heaven believed me for a second. Or like the, Well, there,
0: aren't there like nine Wayans? There's like an empire of Wayans. Bros. <laughs> there could be. Or cousins. I mean, Drew
2: Barrymore came from the Barrymore family, which are a very famous group of what folks from like way back. Are you kidding me? You don't know this? No. Drew Barrymore's Drew Barrymore's family are old Hollywood. Not Fifty
1: First Dates. <laughs> I could never Is watch that the, again the movie. It ruined for you. <laughs> nepotism god. oh my god, god damn That it. is a
0: great movie that's a great rom it girl-
1: it's a low-key bang one of my first yeah it's it's such an underrated <laughs> classic it's really bad though because like adam sandler just gets off on the thrill of winning women over like he can't keep down the stable relationship and he never really addresses <laughs> that problem throughout the film but other than that the movie's fantastic <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> rant over
2: if you've come from a famous acting family Maybe there's some kind of pressure in that to be like I sh- I mm. guess I should become an actor too.
1: Yeah, my father did it, so I shall do it. <laughs> to be or not yeah. to be, or, or my
2: great, or my great great grandfather did it, yeah. and then all of the others did it after him. And all I right, shall all right, all right. To Back it. to
1: Buzz Lightyear. There's an epic. <laughs> yeah, we've gone so off the rails though. Let's finish up with Buzz Lightyear because we are almost done. So there's an epic conclusion between Buzz and old Buzz where both buzzes are on the same page for a moment. They're like, yeah, let's go back in time and fix this. Much like myself, I was like, they found the solution to their problems. But as Buzz is getting there, he's like, wait, that'll mean none of this ever happened. And he's like, if none of this ever happened, like that means Izzy would never exist. And he's like, Mm -hmm. that's he's like, I don't think I'm okay with that. Classic time travel conundrum. He's like, hold Mm -hmm. on, hold on. He's like, she lived a whole happy life here that, you know, has all those millions of decisions have different uh, ripples and outcomes. And that's why Izzy's here. And Izzy's like, Oh, it's so good. And he's like, no,
2: such a great character. I won't
1: join you. And I like that. He almost did. Because like I said, I also yeah. was fooled. I was like, yeah, perfect. Sounds good to me. <laughs> and then old man, Buzz becomes the villain once more. And Zerg tries to steal. It's all, I love it too, because it's such a, a very easy plot through is the fuel is the time travel key and the fuel is like what they're always the whole quest is for the fuel throughout the whole film it's just trading hands or or at first it was like discovering it and then the second half is like it's trading hands and locations and who's getting it and why and i just love it it's easy to follow Mm -hmm. but it was still very complex at the same time
0: nikki what do you think of this last act the showdown between zerg and buzz and izzy infiltrating the base as well
2: it plays on the trope that uh, I see more common in films nowadays than ever, that the real villain sometimes is yourself. And um, oh, ooh, Alex's eyes just <laughs> That's good. yeah. It very wide. I like it. And um, I, I don't hate that trope, but I also don't love it. But I also, I, at the same time, I didn't mind it in this film. You know, like the real villain was Buzz all along. Like he caused this, but then he kept on trying to achieve his goal, which again, don't stop until you get it. But to a certain extent, a line has to be drawn when you got to realize, you know what, it's okay to accept the fact that maybe it's just not going to work. And you just got to accept the circumstances that are given to you in this case is, being stuck on this planet forever no matter what even though the mission doesn't go the way you want it to and then you just gotta accept it and move on like everybody else did except it
1: sounds so miserable but they have figured out how to live there we make fun of the laser shield (laughs) but the laser shield is very effective yeah it's pretty cool spider things out yeah i would feel safe in the laser shield, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. And so
2: and I'm sure they expanded on it to make it <laughs> like a big city yeah. almost. You know, it reminds me of in the Simpsons movie yeah, the when dome. they have the, <laughs> the dome and everything in their in um in their town. But um but yeah, I, it was it was a really great ending and it was a crazy plot twist.
1: I like they they did a really good job of explaining the time travel, because I feel like that will always perplex an audience yeah. but old man buzz was like this didn't happen when w- to me like this is all new we're changing the future and i was like oh okay good to know it's not like set in stone loop type deal he's not
2: like terrible yeah he's not like a mm-hmm. true super villain you know where so it's like good. someone you don't even know and it's
1: so good because like i said it's just it ties all these amazing threads of sci-fi classic disney humor Good action. There's a lot of like stunning visual shots we need to talk about. So, like, Buzz and Zerg are fighting, and Izzy has to get across
2: overcomes her fear. A spacewalk,
1: yeah, to to do it. And it's the scene we talked about earlier where he's like, You just push off, and you're going to go in that direction forever. And so she does it, and she did it right. She did Mm -hmm. it technically. She
2: almost lost socks, and she technically did it um, all right.
1: And Mm -hmm. because Buzz and uh, Zerg's fighting, the ship moves like they hit a control. And so now Izzy is off course. and She barely fucking grabs onto something. And like you said, yeah, she almost loses socks and she grabs him at the last minute.
2: I know that part almost really gave me a heart attack because I was like, no, Mm -hmm. like sex would have flown away forever and oh god but thankfully she was able to save him and then she went on to help buzz defeat older buzz (laughs) aka zerg you know what with
1: these movies much like up similar to this when they have a death even though it's not like a dramatic death like an emotional death in the beginning you do have this sense of like is someone gonna die like throughout the film, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in up there's seven times. Ta- I was several ready to say goodbye like,
0: to socks for sure.
1: Yeah. And there's several times I'm like, is this kid about to die? Or like, is this bird about to die? You know what I mean? Cause they have introduced the theme of death to you early that it's subconsciously. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God, what if this doesn't work out? And so this is one of those moments where I was like, Izzy's toast I was like no way that she's <laughs> gonna be floating in space and like that I was like that's terror I, I genuinely went to worst case scenario I was like all right she's gonna be floating in space forever that bye Izzy that sucks <laughs> her biggest fear but she overcomes it which is such a great scene because like I said once again another th- one of those like now she's a space ranger like it's just cool she like achieved her dreams there was like triumph there it wasn't just like she's like I'm you know Elisa's granddaughter like I can do whatever like there was like self doubt there's like I, I'm scared of space yeah but then again she still put on the suit and she's like it has my name on it's it got to
2: name live on up to it's got it. my name its
1: honor. love that
0: she has a really great arc of her own throughout the movie as the bright eyed rookie it's almost in a way like a buddy cop movie Buzz yeah. is the grizzled veteran she's the uh, wide eyed rookie yeah <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: great casting to have her. Yes. I mean, also, Kiki Palmer is having a big summer because she's also the star nope. in Jordan Peele's Nope. Oh. So, and, and then also she's in this.
1: Good for her. Mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer is also a Survivor fan, so I support fully. Is she? Yeah. Get her on
0: the pod. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we love that. We love her. I would love to I'm talk I'm
1: sure she's listened to Xander last everything. week.
0: <laughs> so they beat Zerg. Well, what happens he ends up drifting off in space right
1: yeah yeah he ends the ship up, suffering. Blows up the ship blows up he goes into space they come back yeah. down and you know teleportation from that classic teleportation that they, they bring the sci-fi yeah. element back to it and there was one thing like you said evan so the resolution is they were like buzz you're like a traitor a heresy like you abandoned us you're a war criminal and they were like but we're going to make you leader of the space Rangers as he's like, what? <laughs> you were like, <just>, what? Yeah. <laughs> you just listed off such a long rap sheet and that's his punishment, which to be fair, I mean, I don't think he did anything wrong, but like the angry guy yeah. who was chasing him for a good part of the film, we never saw his change of heart. He was just like, mm-hmm. you're the space Rangers again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love that. They got to be like, Oh, because then I feel like it ties in the TV show from back in the day. Buzz Lightyear Space Rangers.
0: Question for you guys. We're just about at the end of the movie. Did you guys, one, know there were after credit scenes? And two, stick around for them?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we stayed around well, for it. Well, yeah. We stick it. around for one of the three. There
0: are three. <laughs>
1: oh, wait, there's three. Yeah, yes. let me tell you. So for, uh, for me, I saw on Twitter someone go, Oh, like, couldn't believe Lightyear had a uh, post credit scene, let alone have three. So I instantly assumed it was a joke. I was like, there's no way. But in the sake of curiosity, I always uh, you could wait to the first batch of credits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they had the lame one where he just like is sitting there and yeah. then he's like, Ugh, laser shield. <laughs> and it works. And that was it. And I was like, damn it. I was like, I got played. So we left. Little did I know there was two more scenes after the credits. Do you know what they are, Evan? I know what they are if you, if you don't.
0: Um, I know what the I last to one is. have go see it again. I, don't know, All right. I forget what the second one is.
1: One of them's another joke one. I'm assuming you know the real one. I already forget the one that's a joke. It was another one that was like silly. And then uh, the other one is it's Zerg floating in space like the robot. And then mm-hmm. like his eyes light up red, implying a sequel. Sequel. Da, 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 da,
2: da, I da, mean, da, di- if there's ready anything Disney loves,
1: it's sequels. Mm-hmm. More, Give me it. More content. Give me a sequel. I want it. Yeah. I want it 100%. Ready for this? Yeah. I was talking with our good buddy yeah, Michael I O'Rear, who uh, runs the Star Wars podcast. I told him so much of this movie is what I look for in Star Wars that they just sometimes will not deliver. And I, O'Rear said this to me first. He goes, I'd rather be a space ranger than a Jedi right now. And I agree. Space rangers are badass. They got a lightsaber. They have blasters. This was such a cool movie. That's such an underrated part, part of, of a movie, but it was just cool.
0: I love the way they worked in the lore of Buzz Lightyear, the toy's suit. Mm-hmm. So, Buzz Lightyear's yeah. suit at the beginning of the movie doesn't have a laser, doesn't have the wings. And the jetpack, or oh, whatever you want the to call wings. it.
2: wings! Oh, my God. When he, when he started flying, when the wings mm-hmm. came out for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, to infinity and beyond. That was yeah. another
1: jaw-dropping moment where you're just like, oh, I forgot about his goddamn wings.
0: I had the thought earlier in the movie, I was like, oh, I guess they're not going to give him wings. I, you know, that would kind of be too easy of a <laughs> plot forgot. device. It would be the birds in Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> it's just too easy. So I gave up on it, forgot Not the about birds. it. Great payoff at the end. He has to eject from his ship before getting blown up. He ejects in the back of the seat it's the fucking jetpack with wings. And it's like,
1: and he tries to stop their spaceship from crashing. What a goddamn Mm. hero. He, he's no longer captain America. He's like iron man in this moment where he's like flying around the ship and he's like, I'll guide you. And then he like slowly guides them down to earth. And then did you guys think he was going to get crushed between the ship and earth? Because I thought he was going to, but he has like the most perfect fucking dismount. I was Mm -hmm. like, this man's a Fucking G. This dude is like a space Indiana Jones, Luke Skywalker, all rolled into one. He is just every cool action figure. Lightyear. He's goddamn Buzz yeah. Lightyear, though.
2: Yeah. Iconic. It was that was so great. That dismounting everything and saving the ship so that uh, all the misfits and Izzy and Socks can all be saved. <laughs> and then Sox. they end up becoming their own. Little mission crew to take on other Rangers. robots or, yeah, Space Rangers mm-hmm. and take on all the other robots or anything else that comes to disrupt their p- new planet. One thing I do want to touch on, which I guess it can also be kind of closing thoughts. I was reading an LA Times article earlier this afternoon, and it was talking about that Alicia actually... In earlier production versions of the script, she wasn't even a part of the movie. She was later added. Um, what? This is a quote from the yeah. This was a quote from the article. Although she marks a milestone for LGBTQ inclusion in a Pixar film, there is more to Alicia Hawthorne besides being Buzz's commander and fellow space ranger, and that kiss. She's revealed to be one of the reasons Buzz is able to become the hero he has the potential to be. And in earlier versions of the story, paired with Buzz was also going to be a fellow space ranger and pilot, whom he was going to share a romantic relationship with. But that approach was scrapped. That approach was scrapped when um, earlier producers realized that they didn't think Buzz was going to be the kind of guy to work in a romantic relationship. And I'm so glad they went that route because Mm -hmm. one thing that I don't, we have not mentioned is that they did not give him a love interest in this film. He does not need one. I think he was great, perfectly paired with Alicia and her being gay love that also it's Pride Month so mm-hmm. we love more LGBT representation here and we need to see more of that and I'm glad that Disney is taking a step and including that more in their films I know Disney isn't you know has their own reasons or they're known to not really be going that direction but in more recent Pixar films you can see them. Being more accepting of it. And this is the film. I mean, they showed Alicia kiss her wife in the film. And it wasn't even shown as like a big deal. You know, it's just a, you know, you get home from your from a day at work. You what do you do? You kiss your spouse. Mm-hmm. That's normal. Everybody does that. And it was so normalized. Like Buzz didn't even bat an eye about it either. And he was so happy when she now she's like, Yeah, I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. I met this girl, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, I, I thought that was beautiful because. In uh, in previous Disney movies and onward, they had that one gay character who was a very, very, very minor character. It was a police officer shown to be, um, I guess, giving off like a lesbian stereotype. And then before that, I remember Beauty and the Beast came out and a lot of people threw up hands because LeFou was gay. But come on, like it wasn't even it was very, very
1: subtle in the Mm -hmm. film. Fun fact: Evan played Gaston in our high school musical version of Beauty and the Beast. I did.
2: Did you eat two dozen eggs
1: every morning? No,
0: I wore fake muscle pads and (laughs) passed out
1: during the first dress rehearsal. (laughs) Wait, you passed out in the muscle suit?
0: In the iconic though.
1: I didn't know that
0: part Did
2: the guy who played the B- I would be, I would laugh at the guy who played the beast did not pass <laughs> out didn't. in that suit, but you did.
1: <laughs> Evan wasn't. Was tired <laughs> he didn't hydrate that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> I did. Yeah. That.
2: But anyways, I'm just, I'm really happy that the um, queer world is being represented more in Disney and Pixar films. And if people want to be mad about it, they can be mad about it. Just don't go see the fucking film. And like, like no. it's easy as go then also it. this is or yeah, still go see it. You'll see but it. But don't make a it huge was not deal, a big deal about I it. I like who fucking care?
1: Yeah. It was so casual, we didn't even bring it up till the end of this movie. You know what I mean? Or the, yeah. Yeah. the end of the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. It, you're right, it is important representation, it is an important marking for Disney because they are so slow dragging their heels with this. They're yeah. always sometimes cutting something or whatever for their foreign audiences.
2: I mean, this This film is banned mm-hmm. in Malaysia and the, the UAE. Yeah,
1: and that's what I was going to say is, you know what, and so this is one of the few times where Disney was like, no, sorry, fuck you, we're not taking we're this out this, to yeah. appease everyone. And mm-hmm. so it is important to me, you know, that this gets out, but they are just so slow at dragging their feet. So I guess something is yeah. better than nothing, but come on, Disney, I feel like you could do better at this point, but... I
2: mean, Alicia was a main... Well, uh, I wouldn't say she was a main character, but she she was a main main important part of the story. Yeah, even though she did die like within the first half hour. Her legacy looms large. Yes, her legacy does live on for the rest of the film. So it was great that they made her... Queer, whereas I mean, I would love to see a Disney film one day where the absolute main character, main protagonist, is queer as well.
1: Yeah, come on, Disney.
2: Come on, Disney, get your shit together.
1: Mm -hmm. Buzz could have been into dudes; wouldn't have changed anything.
2: I'm glad that they didn't even like um, really acknowledge
1: no romantic interest for him either.
0: You want to know why, because he's married to the job.
1: (laughs) He's married to the job. If anything, do you guys think if there's are sequels, do you think Izzy would be a romantic interest of his? And do you no. think that's weird?
2: No, uh, no. He's, they seem like they have like a brother-sister relationship. Mm-hmm. That would
0: be like Captain America having the hots for Sharon Carter. <laughs> right.
1: No, you're right, though. That's why that's probably the only reason I bring it up is and they tried to at one point make him love interest of of his old love interest niece. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, not this. But so. Uh, Yeah, I agree. I hope they don't go down that road. Yeah, I agree. It's more like a like that'd be weird. It'd be really weird.
2: (laughs) You know, it'd be cool if maybe they gave Izzy a love interest in the film, but with someone else. Buzz, Mm -hmm. personally, I don't think he needs that. He's already a great character.
1: He's married to the job.
2: <laughs> He's married to the job. That's,
0: that's so true. Space is his first love.
1: No, no. Um, <laughs>
2: space. You know, he does love space. Yeah. All right. He, he does. Let's, uh... He could just be a cat dad for the rest of his yeah, life. Socks.
1: Socks mm-hmm. is his one true love. I think
0: most of the backlash can be <laughs> summed up to, one, conservative homophobes. Um, mm, fuck you. Two, the kind of people who complain about the Star Wars sequel trilogy, which yeah. w- The Last Jedi, which was a f- fantastic movie. It's just like adults. It's adults. Kids will love this movie. There's nothing they to hate about this They should love this movie.
1: This. There's nothing to hate about this movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Let's go into closing thoughts. I'm going to start us off because I'm feeling revved up right now. Yeah. This movie, honestly, 10 out of 10. Like, this is... Just such a classic film. Like, it's like an instant classic, in my opinion. As far as Disney-Pixar goes, I confidently could rate this in, like, my top three Pixar films. From start to finish, it was, like, so enthralling story-wise, visually, action-wise. It just delivered on so many levels. And the way they marketed it, I knew just the tip of the iceberg. There was so much story that was just untalked about before the movie came out, and it made it so much better, just unpeeling the, the layers of the onion back. And it made me cry at times, the, at the yeah. beginning of the movie. And it was just emotional, and it had strong themes and metaphors throughout the whole movie that you can like easily track. But like I said, at the same time, this movie doesn't treat you like you're dumb it will throw sci-fi at you and say, keep up, but nothing like that. It's going to leave you behind or leave you confused. Like it's not Matthew McConaughey in the fifth dimension. Make me stay Murph, make me stay. Like there's none of that. Like, yes, there's time travel, but I promise it's not confusing at all. This movie, like I said, with Chip and Dale, if they are going to give me intellectual property, I've already seen before. You got to make it something like this fresh and unique because uh, Mm -hmm. this was a really good take on, you know, this was a movie I didn't know I needed to see. Like I wasn't asking for like any sort of Buzz Lightyear movie, but when I saw it, I was like, Oh, it looks good. And then when I got there, I was just blown out of the water with what I got. And so I think it is a very pleasant surprise in that way. I went in with decent expectations, but I was, you know, blown out of the water with those. So Go see this movie if you have not. Go see it again. It's a great date night. We had a great time. I got a pizza. Nikki yes. got popcorn. I got popcorn. Yeah. That was my dinner. Mm, delicious. We shared a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was great. It was great. Evan, what about you? We'll uh we'll we'll do your closing thoughts and then uh we'll let Nikki wrap up.
0: Yeah. Uh so this could have been a bad cash grab. Mm. It is still probably primarily designed to sell merch, and I'm okay with mm-hmm. that. It's a great movie, and you know what this is? This is a great sci-fi primer of so many different mm. awesome sci-fi tropes in a digestible vehicle with some life lessons along the way for a young audience. You get time travel. You get space. You get robot overlords. Yeah. You get, like all this fun stuff jam-packed There's lights into here. this movie about a toy from a movie about a toy. <laughs> you get called like nods to 2001 A Space Odyssey when he hits light speed mm-hmm. and he goes into that weird grid space. Yeah, you get the tunnel. Um, it's like it, yep. it felt like interstellar to me at times. This totally feels different than a lot of Pixar stuff. This is like a straight on sci fi adventure, but it still has the heart. It doesn't hit as hard as some of the all time Pixar greats, but this is a worthwhile entry in their pantheon of movies, I would recommend it to anyone. Mm -hmm. If you love the toy story movies, check this movie out. It's the toy
1: story.
0: It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy it.
2: Same. Um, going off of what you both have said with my closing thoughts, I, I agree with everything. I was nodding my head the entire time. And I I love this film. I immediately turned, like I said earlier, I immediately turned to Alex and I said, this is the greatest Disney or Pixar film that has come out in recent years. And I. I'm going to say, like, I think the last time I felt that way after watching a Pixar film was probably Soul. And before that it might have been Toy Story 4 just for nostalgic purposes. But there was a good mix of, you know, time travel, all the basic stuff that you get in typical sci-fi films like the time travel and the, also the comedy aspect to it. But also there was that nostalgic factor a little bit to it. There was a couple little references to the Toy Story franchise here and there, like the infant to infinity and beyond like even during the film i went up to alex and i put my finger up like (laughs) et and i'm like to infinity and beyond um because it was just so yeah it was just so cute to see i i loved this film i've already recommended it to literally everybody i know i'm like go see lightyear is great and also but uh, mainly because buzz lightyear is a cat dad um we we love that um because i'm a huge cat person myself so it i squealed with delight when they gave him the cat companion but yeah, I loved the film. It was beautiful. It was great. People who want to shit on it, like, okay, I don't fucking care about your opinion. I loved it. And I'm sorry that you couldn't see the same thing that I did. Mm. It was a beautiful film. Uh-huh. And Pixar really doesn't disappoint. You know, go see it not just because you loved Toy Story or you like Toy Story, or even if you didn't like Toy Story, or also if you just want a good animated film, you know, to talk about on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Great stuff. Yeah, I, I think now's a good time for a segment called Two Dudes Read News. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, you got any, any anything in the headlines recently?
1: Okay. So first thing is Paramount and Avatar Studios recently announced, we had talked about this, three animated Avatar films. Mm-hmm. They have released what those movies are going to be about and sort of a timeline. Oh, okay. So this is exciting me to me. So 2024... You can expect a movie about Avatar Kyoshi, which is exciting. That's before Avatar Roku, and she's just all around a badass. She's like an Amazon woman, huge. 2025, we're getting a Zuko movie.
2: Hell
1: yeah. I don't know what it's about. It just says Zuko movie. Looks fucking lit. I'm excited. And then 2026, we're getting a movie about Korra, which is interesting because Korra has had four seasons which is more than Aang had, and now she gets a movie? How does this happen? How did she get this community hashtag movement going?
2: I'm just really happy that this news about Avatar was not about <laughs> the James Cameron Avatar because... Don't get us
1: started well, that's about that's another conversation. We went off. Yeah,
2: that's another conversation for another day, but I'm not looking forward to those ones. But these ones I am. Yeah.
1: Evan, what do you got?
0: I only got one headline for you guys today. You know how Disney has been doing live-action adaptations of some of their 90s yeah. classics. Some? Yeah. Well, recently they did Aladdin a couple of years back. It was directed by Guy Ritchie. I was making Lee. a
1: joke. They're doing it on all of them.
0: Yes. Gotta feed the, the merch machine.
2: <laughs> I just want to know when Little Mermaid's going to come out with... Ooh, yeah, uh, um, I forgot
0: that. It's already in the uh, works. What's her face? But they have this it is a brand new Th- that's one. That's
2: been in the works oh. for... That's been in the works for like yeah, years. Yeah. Brand new one Anyways, go on.
0: Yeah, there's a new one that's been recently announced. Guy Ritchie, who directed a live action Aladdin, has signed on to do a live action version of Hercules produced oh. by the Russo brothers who did Avengers Endgame. So oh. that would be cool. I
1: love Hercules. Wow.
2: Oh, who do you think would be a great who do you think would, should be? should play hercules me
0: no i don't know um me <laughs> uh who's got the physique
2: or do you think maybe they might have like a nobody
0: oh um, they mm. did that they did that with Aladdin, like a, a lesser known actor
1: i got my answer what's your answer chris evans
2: <laughs>
0: i think he's too old, hey, kinda old. Yeah. <laughs> he might be
2: too old for that all right nikki who's your pick no one is coming to mind immediately, but pro- I mean, just because we've been talking about Chris Evans for the past hour and a half, almost two hours, Chris Evans does come to mind. But I think he's a little bit too old to play this, so it might have to be someone in their 20s still, at least like by the time production starts. Let Steve
1: Harrington buff up, and we'll give it to him.
2: Oh my god. Joe Carey, that would be amazing. But, you know, he has this deal with Netflix. I don't know if they're going to want to put him on for disney who knows who knows maybe i don't know anything
1: you have anyone evan i still think chris evans is the best choice
0: i had to look up his name i forgot his name very briefly i'd go with lucas hedges who has done a lot of indie roles
2: oh he is uh, hercules is a ginger yes um that would be good
0: he recently played shia labeouf in the shia labeouf what uh, (laughs) drama biopic honey boy he plays oh, like a fictionalized oh, version of oh, oh, oh. He was in, I can picture um, who you're...
1: Manchester by the Sea. Yeah.
0: Lady Bird. Okay. Yeah.
1: Lady Bird.
0: Yeah. He's in some Wes Anderson uh, boy stuff. Erase. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I can um, picture who you're saying. That's yeah. a good pick. If he I put, put on some, some muscle, that
0: that'd be great. He's. I think he's young enough.
1: I mean, is it gonna be like true to like Hercules? Like, is it gonna be like Timothy Chalamet, like skinny kid into muscular, beefy dude? Because then sure you just so. get Timothy Chalamet <laughs> to do the first half. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah so that's my one bit of news
1: that is a good bit of news that was the only one i had Mm -hmm. to so i think that is going to do it here uh for two dudes watch cartoons for more two dudes, please check out other episodes on Apple, Spotify, also now on YouTube. You can follow us mm-hmm. at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow at two dudes watch on Twitter. Please, we've realized we've never really asked for these. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Preferably five stars. That would be the ideal. But you <laughs> know, be a, yeah. do what yeah. I did. Yeah, do what your heart is telling you to do. But uh we appreciate it. It all, uh, and you know. Thanks for joining us again, and uh, take care.
0: Thanks. We'll catch you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.